Welcome back to What A Hit Sun. Today I'm joined by my brother uh, Ruri to preview Euro 2020 or Euro 2021 as it should be known because of the, uh, the it being moved to this year. Welcome back to the podcast, Ru. Are you looking forward to the Euros? I am, man. It's obviously uh, disappointing that Ireland aren't there, but when you just see some of the some of the players on show and um, the kind of squads that some of the countries have, fully expect to be to be plenty of goals. Hopefully, in the Euros, you know, some tournaments. I remember back when uh, Spain won, obviously the World Cup. There was a lot of uh, there was a lot of, like a one nil wins and stuff. So I'm hoping there's, especially with the way some of the groups are kind of uh, working out, that hopefully there'll be loads of goals and. Um, entertainment football across the tournament that's the main thing as a neutral we can just sit back and enjoy it yeah like obviously today we've um we are looking at kind of we're going to base it on kind of things we're going to make a few predictions for the tournament and kind of general and see and i've also got the predictor up here so we can kind of predict as we go along kind of who gets top and that and then obviously predict who maybe are the extra few spots for the best third place teams will be kind of to go through to the next round. So I suppose we'll start off um, with one of the main teams, I think, uh, obviously, who's kind of big in the news now, um, obviously, for some injuries that they've had recently, obviously, in, in the uh, run-up um, uh, and that. And obviously, they're probably the only side who named a big provincial squad in England, obviously, uh, Gareth Southgate named uh, was one of the only managers to name a big squad um, that he had to limit down again. Um, so I suppose, what was your opinion kind of on the squad that he picked in the end? Like, is there obviously there were some obviously exclusions in uh, Joe Gomez and Harvey Barnes, who obviously missed out unfortunately through injury, and then obviously Trent Alexander-Arnold unfortunately got replaced um, after the uh, the friendly injury that he suffered i'll be honest with you like i'm not a big uh gareth Southgate fan anyway um i think he completely bottled picking his squad um because he don't he lacks he lacks a bit of character um to be able to just make the tough decisions and i think he was just playing politics and trying to keep everybody happy and when it comes to a big tournament like that you can't think like that Um, he should have just um he should have just like bit the bullet and and kind of made some tough decisions. Um, I suppose Trent obviously very unfortunate from a Liverpool perspective. Perspective, I'm not really too disappointed because it's only a minor injury really, and he'll be back fully for pre-season and ready to go into next year. But I'd be afraid, uh, like had he had he gone to the tournament and not played, which I think had like it's in. He could have been one of the more peripheral figures. I think that would have probably dampened his confidence maybe a little bit. So I'm happy that, not happy that he's obviously injured, but I'm kind of happy that he missed out. And I kind of wish um, Jordan Henderson didn't go because obviously Jordan Henderson still isn't fully fit, in my opinion. Um, and he'd have been better off staying at home. Yeah, as, as you were saying, obviously, with some of the squad sections, I think kind of I found, obviously, with um, some of the picks, obviously, that... Gareth Southgate went for there were players in there that you consider hadn't had good seasons like the likes of Raheem Sterling I felt well had a very very poor season for his standard and obviously when Southgate selected him into the squad I think that was one thing a bit a few fans obviously 
questions um i could see um obviously the likes of lingard then obviously missing out i think a lot of fans were saying that if they could put one player in their squad lingard would probably be one of the ones just because of the impact he had obviously and the second half of the season like it seems southgate didn't base all of his decisions on season performances with some players because some players who didn't have as great of a season still got in the squad yeah, so I'm saying he has he has his favourites. Like it's been fairly obvious, um, and even like I couldn't necessarily pick what his team is going to be. Uh, come the first game against Croatia, I don't think anybody really knows. Um, like he, there's rumours obviously he's going to start maybe Sterling on one side and um, Rashford on the other, and realistically neither of them had. The, the the greatest of seasons, so you would think like maybe like Jaden Sancho for whatever reason never gets a look in in the England first team, um, like you could be starting Jaden Sancho easily and maybe Foden on the other side, um, but see then again Jaden Sancho is a very much a like a, a natural right winger, right footed right winger. Southgate likes to maybe play Foden on the right, cutting in on his left foot, or maybe Grealish on the left, cutting in on his right foot. So it'll be very interesting to see. But I, um, I, I'm, I'm expecting them to maybe go with the kind of old, tried and trusted, and maybe it's the likes of Sterling and and Rashford. Yeah, and with with those, do you think obviously looking at the squad, do you think it's the type of squad that can win them? Obviously, their first uh, bit. Of- silverware since obviously the world cup um obviously they've been close down over the years obviously and lost out in semi-finals and that but uh can you see them going that one step further maybe this year if obviously i know they're in a tough group but um i don't think i don't think they can win a a tournament with southgate as manager being honest with you that's how that's how lowly i rate him I think regardless of the team he has I, I, or the squad he has, I don't think he's capable of winning the major tournament. I think he's quite a poor manager, but um, they definitely have the squad and they definitely have the individual talent and players to be able to win off games. But I think there will be better tact- tactical managers um, which you need at international level. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think I think they're, they have quality there in their players, but... Especially with the decisions he makes as as the, the manager, like there's going to be players who are left out, which people are going to question. And down the line, if if he doesn't play the right players and they underperform, everyone the first thing that will be is is he the right manager? The first questions. And the one thing I think a, a lot of fans outside of England and that hate is the amount of oh this is England's year, football's coming home, blah blah blah, all over the. The media thing and it just overhypes and i think to an extent that goes into the back of the players minds i've noticed maybe to slightly now obviously they broke the hoodoo of the the penalties in the world cup last time obviously when they beat uh beat uh colombia in, in penalties but you know it, it's going to be an interesting one to see with them kind of can can they push themselves um obviously a step further yeah like i said like it's it's definitely and uh, the experience that they got from getting to a set world cup semi-final is definitely not going to hinder them 
Um, I do think Harry Maguire obviously being not being fully fit is is a as a is an issue for them. But I think he'll play. I think Southgate will um combat that with playing three at the back, um either or or five at the back, whatever way you want to look at it. Uh, well, as Gary Neville said, I think uh, Harry Maguire in the impact defensively. He will have on that team will be greater than maybe some of even some of the the attacking players. Um, I expect if Kane stays fit, I I think Kane will have a very good tournament. He just knows he tends to to score goals in big games, so um he'll obviously be within a very good chance of getting maybe like golden boot or something like that, depending on how they do. Um, I think I think Croatia are going to finish bottom of that group, and it's between. Czech Republic and um Spain or Scotland to come second. Um uh, I think Croatia is a very, very old team. They I think they peaked at their last tournament. Um and I think they haven't really got enough kind of young um young players kind of coming through. Um and I think they're they're gonna fall short in that group. Okay, that that was gonna be the next question I was gonna ask you, obviously, kind of what can you see? Because what I'll do is I'll kind of go with your predictions, maybe slightly change, but I I was gonna touch on that thing about Croatia. Like, obviously, England will be out for revenge. Obviously, in um in the the semi uh from their semi uh, final upset against Croatia, so they'll be out for blood nearly in that. But I I do agree with you. Like when you look at some of the players, like obviously Modric, a great talent, but obviously he's coming towards the end of his career. Obviously, uh, Perisic as well, yeah, another great player, but obviously coming towards the end of his career. And they've a lot of kind of players, kind of of that caliber now. I know they've got the likes of Orsic, who's who's still quite young and st- a good player. But I just I agree with you. I don't think they're as strong as a side they used to be. And then obviously Czech Republic seem to be kind of one of those nations that are kind of creeping themselves back up into that category. Obviously, you when you think back, obviously the likes of Czech and uh, Pavel Nedved were some of the players that played for them. So who who can you see kind of um, finishing uh, where in that group? Well, it's hard. I think England are going to finish top. Um, Czech Republic are a very good side. They've done very well in, in qualifying and in World Cup qualifying so far. So... Um, and they did quite well in the Nations League. So I think they're um it's between them and Scotland. Scotland have although not necessarily blessed with major individual talent apart from obviously the Mays and Andy Robertson. But um the the, the rest of the team, I, I think that they're just a good team. They're a solid um, team ethic. Obviously you have the likes of Kieran Tierney as well, um solid player. Um but I, I just think uh I think whatever I think Steve Clark quite a quite a good manager as well. And I think they can just somehow kind of seem to to hang in there. And um I think it it I can't really call who's gonna finish second. I think it's very, it's gonna be tight between Scotland and um and Kuwait on Czech Republic, but I think England will top the group. Okay, so what I've done is I, I think I actually think Scotland actually could be um, the second in that group. So I've put Scotland second for that because I think they might be one of those teams. Obviously, like what Wales did against Czech Republic recently. Obviously, they I could see Scotland maybe snatching a late goal. Obviously, to win that tie, maybe that can kind of push them through. Um, 
and then I, I see obviously Czech Republic, obviously you have good side. I see them finishing third, but I think they'll finish the third and be obviously one of those teams that might get through to um, the next round, obviously on points, depending on, on how the other teams do. So I suppose obviously with that kind of we've looked at the England. So I say I suppose we'll go back to the the group A. So obviously the other home nation in the um in the, the Euros is Wales. And obviously Wales at the last Euros got all the way to the semifinals and lost to uh Portugal. Um which I was one of the shocks and surprise teams of the of the tournament, obviously because they beat um Belgium on their way to the semis. So obviously they're in with Italy, Turkey and Switzerland. So when you look at that, probably Wales would be one of the least favourites, I suppose, to get through in that group. Looking at some of the other sides in there, obviously Switzerland can be good on their day. Turkey have very good attack. Um, And then obviously Italy are the rumoured dark horses for obviously the tournament. So what way can you see that maybe finishing up? Yeah, well, as you were saying, I would 100% have Italy as my dark horse for the tournament. Um, obviously, Italian football seems to be kind of on the way back. Maybe not necessarily Italian football as a whole, but just the Italian team, the national team. Obviously, they've still got some some quite kind of players that are well past their um, sell-by date, but whatever way, whatever um, is in the in the water or in the food in, in Italy, they just seem to, to keep being able to go. The likes of Cellini and Benucci um, still are like wet ball 12 over 30 um, now and still still very prominent on the national side and obviously very prominent for Juve- both for Juventus. Um, but then you have serious players like Immobile. Um, obviously, Jorginho is not a bad player and um, had a very good season with Chelsea. So... I yeah um I, they would be my favorite to top the group and then regarding second place I think I think it could go I think it's going to go to Turkey to be honest with you I think Turkey did very very well um recently and obviously beat the Netherlands um recent enough as well so I think um I think they could come second and then look the the third team it it's going to be tough like that's that's just as tough a group as um to call maybe as the group of death um which we'll get on to later on but I th- I still think that's quite a competitive um quite a competitive group obviously not maybe as high profile teams um apart obviously from Italy but um like the re- the rest of the other teams in that group you wouldn't necessarily be putting any of them forward um to be winning the tournament or get that far but um in terms of how competitive they are I think they all. Well, at least three of them are closely matched. I think um, I still think Italy will come out on top there, and then it's a it's a free for all if you like for the second spot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think I actually think when I was looking at it, I was watching one or two other people obviously review some of the groups, and I agreed with one of them. Um, he said obviously Switzerland to actually finish bottom of the group. I actually agree with him. I think Switzerland are a good side, but I think they're not as good as some of the other nations obviously that are in there like i think wales on their day defensively have been very very solid they i think only against uh recently they conceded their first goal in like uh 10 games or something like that um they went on a run of literally clean sheets and they seem to play 
with a, a, a very nice style um, of football. So I can see them. I don't see them finishing above at Turkey, but I can see them finishing third and maybe creeping in to the, the next round, obviously, based on points. Yeah. Um, so I was going to put, I put Wales third and Switzerland fourth kind of for that group. Um, kind of moving on to, obviously, group B then. You've got Russia, Belgium, Denmark, and Finland. Obviously, are the the groups known? I think the one thing we can say about this group is more than likely Belgium will probably top this one because obviously the talent that Belgium have when you got the likes of Tillmans, Kevin De Bruyne, Eden Hazard, his brother Torgan Hazard, who who is very good as well. Um, even defensively, I know you've got the older players in the likes of um, Toby Alderweireld and Vertonghen, but they still seem to do it on their day as well and then obviously Courtois and goals who's a world-class goalkeeper um and then obviously you've got Finland um who are kind of a surprise team to get in there I suppose obviously Timo Puki was a was a big part of that um obviously the qualifying and then obviously Russia who are who are always there and Denmark who seem to always be qualifying as well uh who can you see kind of coming second and third in 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 that group uh, it's it's tough. I, mm, I Russia are a good side. I Belgium are going to top the group. I think, um, and I think I have. I just think Denmark are quite solid and quite good at the back. And I think Denmark will come second. Um, but it's still they're very closely matched with Russia, and I wouldn't be surprised for Finland to knock up. Like just with the sheer firepower of Puki up um up top. Um, and they're not a bad side overall in terms of they're quite well set up and organised as well. Especially like I've seen them obviously a few times playing against Ireland and stuff. Um, not that that is, is anything to to share about. <laughs> um, I I just I, I thought they were quite impressive. Um, and how they've gone, how they've played. I, I would expect um Belgium to to comfortably win that group. Um, Belgium against Russia will be a good game, I think. Um, as well, obviously the Denmark game, but um, I think Denmark play Finland first if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I that believe group. that. That's a, yeah, I believe that's the first one. If Belgium can obviously win that game straight off, I'd expect them nearly to be uh, finishing with nine points. Um, so we'll see. But I'd like the Belgium have just got too much firepower. They have a solid manager. Um, and they they they're consistent. They don't seem to have many bad days. Um, they'll go far anyway. Whether they'll win the tournament now is another thing. Um, Lukaku's obviously in fantastic form as well, so we'll have to see. But I'd uh, I'd be very surprised if uh, Belgium weren't entering through that group, really. Yeah, I agree with you there. Like I, I I've kind of moved it around here, so I have um, Belgium obviously to, to top the group of Denmark. Uh, they were actually another one who were on my list um i actually have them down as one of the maybe the surprise packages um for for the euros because obviously you look at their squad they have a few nice players obviously christian erickson who's who's one of their stand-up performers and then obviously kasper smichael who's um following in his dad's footsteps and being a good goalkeeper um i think russia will finish third in that group but I'm not sure if they'll actually go through on points because I think it'll be one of those ones that I think third and fourth will be very, very, very close and that literally it could be maybe a point between them. 
uh, depending, obviously, or they could both finish on one point because you realistically you look at that. I can see obviously Denmark and Belgium beating Russia and Finland, but obviously Russia and Finland, I can see realistically, I can see actually a draw in that game, but potentially. So maybe they they might only finish on a point depending on how they perform against the other sides. Um, so that's kind of what I'm seeing in that. Um, obviously Belgium, obviously. They're one of those sides, obviously, who've been there and everyone said, oh, they're still a young side. They said that, obviously, over the years, oh, they're a young side, they're going to come of age, but yet they haven't got to that final stage where they've gone on to win something like what, obviously, Spain did, like what, obviously, that Germany did. Um, What can you see? Can you see them maybe doing it? Obviously, this could be the last attempt for some of those players, obviously, because of some of them becoming of a old, an older age, can you see them potentially winning this? Oh, there's no doubt that they're capable of winning it. Whether they will now is another story. I think um, not having Eden Hazard fully fit and firing all cylinders is definitely a, a disadvantage for them. Um, I, I'm surprised he's even in the squad. He's not showing up all year for Real for, uh, Madrid. Um, not fit has been overweight on several occasions. Um, I think he's pa- well past his sell-by date now. Um, I think he's happy to just collect his big check at um at Real Madrid and live the, the, live the, the high life and the easy life. So I don't think he'll ever kind of regain back um, to the levels he was at before he went to Madrid personally. Uh, but they still have loads of like ridiculously talented players. Um, you'd wonder if maybe they're... Like they're gonna peak for the World Cup, um. But I probably think just because of the age pro- profile, as you said, for some of the players, like obviously an- another season isn't necessarily anything major, um. But you'd wonder if maybe this is their best chance. But with the uh, sorry, with the World Cup coming next year, um, that 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 kind of throws um kind of cat amongst the pigeons. I-, I don't think a team that's gonna win the Euros. I don't think wh- whoever wins the Euros. Is necessarily going to win the World Cup, so um, like it's it's obviously a one-off tournament. I know Spain obviously did three tournaments in a row at one stage, so that's kind of unprecedented. Um, so I I don't know. I I, I don't. If I was put my neck on the line, Belgium won't win the Euros this year. Yeah, I I don't think they will either. But I think obviously they they are one of those sides that you're going to see obviously up there, and people will talk about over the tournament depending on how they perform. Um, and it it will be one of those things you're you're gonna kind of have to keep an eye out to see who how they show up. Obviously, with the likes of Hazard, obviously hasn't really performed all season. Will he now show up? Um, to obviously the tournament and actually perform to where he should be. Obviously, as as a footballer, um, or will it just be a continuation of how he's performed? Um, it will be an interesting watch, kind of to see what happens there. Moving on. Uh, looking at obviously the next group is Group C, so I think this this one again is is kind of easy to predict. I think the top team in this group, obviously, you've got Austria, um, newcomers North Macedonia, um, Ukraine, and the Netherlands. So obviously, uh, North Macedonia qualified um, through the the new format uh, with the Nations League. Obviously, they got um, through the the qualifying of that, the, the extra qualifying spot. Um, so I'm sure they're probably, they're just happy to be there nearly. 
obviously uh realistically looking at it i see them probably finishing bottom obviously with it being um their first tournament but looking at say your second and third it's going to be interesting to see kind of how that finishes because ukraine can be are a very good side on their day um and austria aren't bad and have a good few um good players obviously who've played obviously in premier league and bundesliga and several other leagues, obviously. Um, what could, what way can you see it finishing? Um, I do think Netherlands will top the group. Um, obviously, Van Dijk missing is a huge loss for them, but they still have the likes of um, the Lit. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah, having a brain freeze there. Um, <laughs> but uh, ah, look, I um, I they they still have plenty of uh, of attacking talent. Obviously, Memphis Depay. Uh, rumor to to maybe be going to 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 Barcelona or, um now in um in the summer obviously after the after the Euros but potentially um on a free so I yeah I'd expect him to have a very good tournament and um, Netherlands to at least get out of the group anyway top top the group. Um, regarding second, I I think it's dangerous to write off North Macedonia if you if you if you um if you think back there recently enough they got a good result against um against Germany so and Germany are obviously in the group of that tier and everybody's kind of saying they have a great chance so I wouldn't um turn my nose up I obviously maybe Germany had a bad day and I think they missed um chances and stuff but still a impressive result and like it we've seen it before um. Macedonia, if they even if they just got three draws, potentially could you could be getting out with a getting out with a group similar to what Ireland did with uh, with Jack back in the day. Um, so I um, oh, look, I, I don't think they will necessarily get out with a group. Um, in the in the top two spaces or top two uh, positions, but um, I'm gonna go Netherlands top the group and Ukraine to come second. Okay, and who who's your third place for the group? I I'd say Austria, just because. But I like I'm saying, I'm not going to be surprised if um North Macedonia Mas- sneak in. Macedonia sneak in. Okay, yeah, no, no, that is an interesting one. Like it is, I think it is going to be a tight one, obviously, for who finishes first and second in that group. I think for sure. Um, and as you said, North Macedonia did get that good result against Germany, so they could easily cause upsets in there and actually finish a lot better than some of the other teams um but i think i think ukraine i agree with you there i think ukraine probably will finish second and then austria third um but again could easily be an upset in that group and uh north macedonia could sneak in there um moving on to group e um so obviously we've got poland Spain, Sweden, and Slovakia. Um, I have another dark horse actually in this group, so I think um, I think Poland are actually going to have quite a good, quite a good tournament. Um, I think Lewandowski has a very good chance of maybe potentially getting a golden boot. Um, at quite good odds, I'd say as well. Um, Spain are obviously very good. I and Sweden are obviously a good side. I think Slovakia are guaranteed to finish bottom of that group. Um, I'm not. I don't really rate that. Um, that Slovakia side personally. I know they've got their merit, but um, and they're quite quite young. I think. 
Um, so they're quite inexperienced. But um, I would be saying Spain to top the group and Poland to come second. Yeah, as you touched on there, obviously Lewandowski, the um, great player, quality, quality to have in your squad. Like, I think the one thing I will say about obviously this group is Sweden obviously have been hugely affected by obviously Zlatan's not going to um the going to the Euro sadly because obviously he uh, got injured towards the end of of the season in the Syria um, which is a big loss for them because he just got recalled into obviously and came out of retirement um so that is even just a big loss for himself obviously because he wanted to, get, to obviously play another tournament um Poland obviously Lewandowski Chap, chap just can't stop scoring. Um, and even when he gets a little knock, he's not out for long. He comes back and he fires more goals in. Um, and then I think the big call and the big surprise, I think, in Spain alone, obviously, is it's the first ever tournament that a Real Madrid player isn't included in the squad. Um, now I know they're missing some other players. Obviously, Ansu Fati, obviously, who look looks like a future talent. Obviously, he he had to get another operation, so that is uh, one of their obviously young talents that obviously they're the is missing and um, the yours. But generally, when you look at their squad, again, like like Germany, they just seem to have all this talent coming through even at young ages. So th- th- they're ones definitely who are who would be obviously will do well in the tournament poland i agree with you i think they could be dark horses in there they have a nice nice side lovely players obviously and then sweden obviously a few nice players obviously isaac who was at dortmund and now obviously plays in um with real sociedad's uh, lovely lovely player um actually been rumored with uh, one of the rumors for obviously arsenal obviously nearly take him over Lacazette at the moment anyway um but uh, I do agree with you I think Slovakia a young side lo- luckily got through there to be honest they lo- they won on penalties in there in the uh obviously the playoffs obviously to get in there um over some other teams that just didn't really perform against them um so I, I do agree that I think they'll finish bottom and obviously Poland second, Sweden third, and Spain obviously easily in first. Then kind of looking, moving on from that, then I suppose the last group we're looking at is the group of death, which I kind of left this to last because I think my opinion is I think whoever wins this group is going to win the Euros is my prediction for um, the Euros because you look at the sides there, you've got Portugal, you've got France, Germany, Hungary, and potentially what you could see here, because obviously Hungary aren't a bad side as well, you potentially could see one of the big names crashing out of this group as well, because they might finish third, but there might be other teams that have better points than them, obviously, that get in ahead of them, obviously, into the next round. Um, who kind of is your favourite in this group, and who can you see, obviously, finishing where? Um obviously nearly nearly impossible to to predict but oh the, the the issue is obviously um i think i've had this conversation with quite a few of the lads i think hungary are actually going to finish bottom of the group and potentially losing all three games um they're missing their best player um he's out injured and um, ruled out pretty early uh, a few weeks ago there 
um, supposedly from um, Leipzig, the midfielder. Um, so that's a massive loss for them. So I think that they're going to struggle. Um, I know they have. They've 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 done well previously. Um, uh, I think they did well in the last tournament they were in, or went down to like the last game, the the last game of the the group. Um, I think they were in Portugal's group the last time actually. Um, for the last Euros, I think top the group. Top the group's tough. I see Germany have got some lovely young talent as well. Um. But like, and France, everybody expects France to nearly romp home and just win the win the tournament out, just like they did at the at the World Cup. But France are one of those teams; they either blow everybody away and get like to either the final or win it, or they um they don't get out of the group. So it's tough. They're so temperamental. Like their squad is by far the best. Like it it's it, it it's way better than England's. Um, even that's how good they are. Like you, you look at the, the names that have missed out that aren't even traveling. Obviously, uh, Umpa McCannu just gone signed for Liverpool. And um, I know he played for the under the under twenty ones or the under twenties. Um, you mean Kanata? Oh, sorry, Kanata. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Umpa who's not gone either. Um, you got Hus Awar, Kamavinga, who was kind of a standout performer uh, in Liga. You've got obviously Lacazette, obviously who who had a decent enough season, who's usually in, but obviously Benzema has come back in, which I think was a shock to everyone to see. But people were happy to finally see him back in the French squad. Um, a lot of pundits were actually calling, obviously, for Deschamps to to um to bring him back in. Um, like, and then if you look at some of the other players, obviously Nabil Fekir, who's always been kind of one of the regulars for France. And Dombele, who was a regular as well. And I think one of the ones I was really shocked with is um, Theo Hernandez. He was He's one of the best, in my opinion, he's one of the best left backs um, in Europe at the moment. He's, he's very good, very creative. He scores a lot of goals in his league as well or, and assists and not even considered. And then obviously Ferland Mendy, I think that's um, obviously didn't get in, but I think that's more to do with obviously how poor Madrid did this season more um, and it just shows the squad depth that France have that there are big names that miss out in their squads it is one of those groups like obviously Portugal won the last Euros so you you know how good a side they are obviously you've got Ronaldo there you've got Diego Jota who who performs especially for Portugal you've got Ruben Neves who's a very good young player, obviously, uh, coming through those ranks. Um, and you nearly, you nearly think Neves has been around for for so long. He's that good. Like, he's uh, only been 24 as well. I think it's going to be down to Portugal-Germany's game, I think, because I think France might just finish top of that. Um, I think... It'll be Germany Portugal's game that will decide who finishes second and third because po- Germany are a great side and you look at some of the players they have. Obviously, you've got some of the older players obviously in there, obviously in um, Thomas Muller, but then you've got some younger players obviously and um, Serge Gnabry, Joshua Kimmich, um, like 
some great talent. And then obviously they've got Werner up front who scored the other night for them. So maybe maybe the Euros might come at the right time for him to to dust off the cobwebs and score some goals. Absolutely. Um and like he has got he has done pretty well at international level, so um who who knows um potentially how he's gonna do. Um one of my, my friends is a big Chelsea fan. He's been raving about Werner all year and he thinks he could have a big tournament. Uh, we'll we'll wait and see. Um I won't hold my breath. I I've had a small wager on um Portugal to win it because I think they're nice odds and Portugal to win it and Ronaldo to be a top goal scorer. I think I got thirty three to one for it. Um and I think that's uh, I think that has a an outside chance. Uh, they they they've obviously won a tournament, obviously beating France in France um for the last Euros, which was obviously a, a quite a big upset. They didn't have anywhere near the squad that they have now with so many kind of talents that have kind of emerged. Um like You've Andre Silva on the bench, uh, potentially, and he's been one of the top scorers in Europe. And um, this season had a had a savage season with um with Frank Frank Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, you've Bernardo Silva, who probably didn't have his best seasons for City, but is still a very very talented player and still quite young. Um, you've obviously Bruno Fernandez, who obviously. Record speaks for itself. Has been unbelievable signing for for United, um, and obviously got two two goals last night as well. You have Joe Cancelo there, um, obviously Diego Jota, who had an, a very good season for Liverpool outside of the the injuries, um, and then of course the main talisman himself, Ronaldo. See the thing is as well, it very much sets up for other players in that team to, to come to the fore because realistically everybody's going to focus in on Ronaldo but the problem is if you focus in on Ronaldo you're just going to bring more players into the into the game because it's going to create more space for the likes of your Bernardo Silva's Fernandez and um, Diego Jota like Diego Jota maybe even to be a top goal scorer if he was to stay fit wouldn't be wouldn't be um an, an outrageous um, bet either purely because obviously Ronaldo will take all set pieces but if players um, target or maybe man mark Ronaldo it obviously makes them a little bit more difficult to maybe get involved in the games or get in the end of things so it could create more space for the likes of uh, Diego Jota and stuff so I I, uh, I think Portugal will get out with a group at least anyway um, and then obviously it depends on how the, the knockout stages shape up but I think they're very they're definitely well able to, to play knockout football. They have the experience of obviously winning the major tournament. It makes such a difference uh, when you get to the latter stages. And obviously you have pride and trusted players there that you can rely on and individual talent for the big moment, similar to France. Obviously France have won a big tournament as well. So um and Germany, look, Germany have always been brilliant at big tournaments. Um but I suppose if I was putting my neck on the line to say one maybe to co- or who will come third, I think it, as you said, it's definitely between Portugal and um, Portugal and uh, and Germany. If it's a toss of a coin, really, but I think Germany might come third. Um, I think France surely, surely, top the group. But as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they come third. You know. Yeah, like as you said, like it, it is one of those groups. It's going to be very tough, but I, I do think Portugal will come second, and I think Germany will come third. And the reason for that is I think Germany have a great side, but I think when you've got someone who's 
obviously been up front for you, who's been very, very, who was hot hot at the start of the season, scored a few goals, and then just literally just could not score. Ball was hitting off the crossbar, and that could come into effect maybe in the Euros. I could see something like that, that just they're just not taking their chances, which is like what they did, obviously, when they played North Macedonia. I can see that happening to them, obviously, in that. Now, they might still get through to the, obviously, the knockout stage. But the one thing I didn't mention, actually, if England finished top of their group, they play second place in this group. So... It could potentially be playing Germany or Portugal. So no matter what, if England finish top of their group, they're going to have a tough tie for the for the the next game. Obviously, so I'm going to put obviously Portugal there. We've we've got a decision now. We have to select obviously four teams. Then obviously who who are in our third place spot. So we have Wales, Russia, Austria, Czech Republic, Sweden, and Germany. Kind of who can you see the ones that will probably go through to the next round? Obviously for the third place. Uh, Germany. Um, who do we say? Who's the other one? The, the other is Scotland, or have you got um Czech Republic? Uh, Czech Republic. Yeah, well, I'm gonna say Czech Republic to go through then. But the Austria one is tough, man. Um, yeah. let me just uh, kind of refresh jog my memory here because I'm trying to visualize it here. Um, yeah. that top group is tough as well. Wales. Yeah, I don't think Austria will get there. So we're saying. I was, th- Wales, we're I was thinking Wales. either. Russia or Sweden, maybe. So Wales, Russia, Germany. And Czech Republic. Czech Republic for me. Okay, so then obviously then how how they'd fix then the, the round of 16, you'd be looking at Belgium, Czech Republic, Italy, Ukraine, France, Russia, Scotland, Poland, Spain, Wales, England, Portugal, Netherlands, Germany, and Turkey, Denmark. Wow. Netherlands, Germany, what a game that is. Yeah. Um, I think the Portugal, I suppose, as well. Like, Yeah, well, obviously, historically as well, there's been some big matches in the, over the years between the two of them. Obviously, Portugal yeah. coming out top, mainly a big tournament. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd probably go. And, and that's the thing. Look, England, everybody's raving about the England side, but they're gonna, if they're going to do that, they're going to have to beat the big sides along the way. That's just exactly. the way not football yeah. works. So, look, they're going to have to take it in their stride. We'll see what they're made of. Um, based on that, then, I'd be going, obviously, Italy to get through. Um, Belgium. France, uh, probably, are, against Russia. Yeah, France, yeah, comfortably, yeah. They, they, they'd be way then, too strong for this. If Scotland, um, I, po- Poland? I think Poland. Um, Scotland are a good side, but Poland have too much, like, firepower there. Um, I, I think Lewandowski stays fit and obviously they have other players there it's not just Lewandowski but um, yeah so I'd be going Poland to get through there um, Spain, Wales Spain um, yeah, quite comfortably I was, I was gonna, um, um, then England, Portugal obviously been one of the big ones big, big one, but I'm going to go Portugal obviously I took my neck out on the line and said um, and then Gareth Southgate gets a sack and they get a decent manager in ready for the World Cup um, then obviously Netherlands, Germany the other big game that's a very tough one. I'm going to go I'm going to go Germany. That's who I was thinking. And then obviously Turkey Denmark. That'll be an interesting one I think for sure, but I I think myself it'll be Denmark. Yeah, sure go for Denmark there. That, that, yeah. that's, a, that, that's a hard one to call though, yeah. And and then for the quarterfinals then you have Belgium Italy, big game there. France Poland, uh, Spain, Portugal, so obviously neighbours <laughs> again, <laughs> and uh, Germany, Denmark. Wow, 
well, Germany to get through past Denmark there. Um, Spain and Portugal, wow, that's very tough. That's a tough one, uh, yeah. That more than likely what I can see happening if that if that happens is it's gonna be scoreless because a lot of their historically in a lot of their games they have very low scoring or yeah. no goals and it'll end up going to penalties. Um and you fancy maybe Portugal maybe on penalties then. Yeah. Um depending on who's in goal for, for Spain. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we, we all know what my thoughts are on David De Gea, but anyway. Um <laughs> Uh, fraud of a goalkeeper, but anyway, um, just for penalties, obviously, a brilliant goalkeeper, but he's just terrible yeah. at penalty. Shooting. Um, no reflection on his ability to take a penalty, that's a, that's a different matter. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm gonna say Portugal to get through there. Um, okay. any France, Poland, France, Poland, France should be should have enough there, really, and then Belgium, um, and then Italy. Belgium, Italy, that's a very tough one. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with that out of the line and go Italy. So then, obviously, then your semi-finals then. Portugal-Germany meeting for the second time in the semi-final, and then France-Italy. Wow. Okay, so purely on, on experience, because that Italy side, I know they have some old players, but they still are yeah. relatively young in certain positions. Um, midfield is quite young. I'm going to go France to beat Italy, and yeah. then... Portugal to beat Germany on penalties again or an extra time. There you go. So then a repeat of the the last uh final, obviously France and Portugal. Will Portugal come out on top again, do you think? Tough. I, I, France have more than like very like France had if we don't if we um if we look back to that final, like um Gignac came on, I think, either in second second half or in extra time in that game and he hit the inside of the post and it stayed out while it was nil nil um, and then obviously but then again you obviously look Portugal played the majority of the game without their main talisman and Ronaldo so um, Ronaldo hopefully would like to, to stay fit for this one and play the full thing that, that's that's a very tough one I'd, I'd, I'd have a feeling that would go at least extra time if not penalties again and then it's a free it's a, it's a toss of a coin isn't it yeah. Um, purely because I've backed uh, backed Portugal. Um, personally, I, I would say Portugal to win on penalties. Okay. Well, I I've gone France anyway. So like when it comes oh. to the final, it's it's a fifty fifty. So, um, exactly. so Rory, Rory has Portugal to win, and I have France to win the Euros. But definitely does look when you look at it and you look at how it it it's gone. Like it's it's. It's going to be an interesting one for sure. Um, and it's going to have a lot of surprise fixtures, I'm sure, in there. And there's going to be lots of surprises. I just hope it's one of those ones where there's plenty of goals and not a lot of like 1 0 wins or stuff like that. I want to see goals. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 we want an entertaining tournament with loads of goals. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what we want. Um, I suppose then looking at it, obviously. We're gonna have a percentage of fans back. Do you see the standard being better? Obviously, with with fans being back in these stadiums for the games. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it it can only help, isn't it? You you want an atmosphere. Um, players want that's what they want to do. They want to play in front of fans. Um, obviously, passion. Um, especially playing for their country. For a lot of people, it's the it's the pinnacle, isn't it? Um, representing your country. Um and obviously you have a lot of patriotic patriotic players, so I um 
I, I, it's obviously it's where we want to get back to. Um, pity we couldn't get back to full capacity with um, bigger um, rolled outs of vaccines, but obviously that's dependent on various con- various countries. So, um, look, it can it can only it can only help. Uh, I'm not really 100 sure on kind of the the allowances for kind of the latter stages of the tournament, um, but uh, I think um, it it should be obviously more of a spectacle. But I don't think it's going to have the same kind of atmosphere as um, as it did for like the World Cup, which was pretty spectacular at times. Yeah, um, I think one thing then kind of uh, I'm going to touch on obviously is a few predictions of obviously. Um, what we've looked at. So, um, first thing I'll get off you is obviously your golden boot winner, um, and your player of the tournament. I suppose will be the first two we'll start off with. So, who do you think will be kind of the winners of those kind of awards? Um, I'm gonna go Killian Mbappe for player of the tournament, and I'm going to go for Ronaldo top goal scorer, but very could very easily be someone like Mbappe again. Or um, maybe even like a Harry Kane or something, um, depending on my. But obviously, that's obviously dependent on how far maybe England get. Uh, they'd need to be getting past the the last sixteen um, for Harry Kane. But I, I think personally, because they're getting knocked out at an earlier stage, I don't think Kane will get um, get the the golden boot. So I'm gonna go obviously as I said, Ronaldo um, and um, Mbappe to be player of the tournament. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think it would be someone like Mbappe who would probably get player of the tournament. I wouldn't rule out uh, Griezmann either. Griezmann seems to be coming into yeah. the form and he's been doing well in the, the, the friendly games as well. So um, he scored a nice bicycle kick there the other night. Um, I know there was a flexion, but it's still a nice goal. Yeah, and there are like... He he easily could be one, and he was up, he was up there kind of in in the World Cup as well. He was he he scored a good few as well. Like it's it's one of those ones that it's very unpredictable because it's all dependent on the groups. Like you could easily see someone score four or five in the groups, and then like literally not score for the rest of the tournament, or you could see someone who doesn't really score in the groups and then like literally goes on a run and bangs in like four or five in, in kind of the later stages when on their way to win it or whatever, you know, like you could easily see because of how well he performs, you could easily see someone like Diego Jota obviously come out of nowhere and obviously win it as well. Cause he seems to score a lot for um, Portugal as well. So that could be someone, or there could even be someone like one of the Italian players, obviously with them getting to the semis, one of them could easily, um, come up and shine like not might not necessarily be one from one of the winning teams obviously or one of the the final teams um and obviously as we touched on earlier the likes of Lewandowski obviously is is another one that could easily um be there as well um I suppose then kind of obviously we touched on obviously the player obviously we both said Kylian Mbappe then say a young player then separate from Mbappe so who could who could you see win that maybe See, I think um, I think the the criteria is twenty two is the max age, um, and technically Mbappe is twenty two, which is a scary thought, um, considering how how good he is already. Um, yeah. So that um, that like technically he's eligible for that. Um, I think Renato Sanchez actually won because I think it was the first um, 
the first time they brought a young player to the tournament for the Euros was the last Euros. So the Renato Sanchez, funny enough, won it um at eighteen. Um and he obviously has had a bit of a disappointing career since. Like I've said maybe Germany to get to the get to get to the semi, so you could see someone like maybe Kai Havertz get it, um, depending if he has a good tournament or not. I think he'll outshine um Tino Timo Werner. But then you, you look like I didn't even mention him earlier. Like you have someone like Joe Felix for Portugal. Um Yeah. And not he's not guaranteed to maybe start. I could very easily push his way in as well. Uh, Diego Jota is obviously a little bit older, so he wouldn't fall under the criteria. But like to someone like him, that could very easily win. Um, young player of the tournament. Um, obviously there's been a lot being said about. Uh, um, you have what I'm trying to think. Ferran Torres for Spain. I think he's yeah. 20, Ferran Torres, yeah. I think he's twenty one. I think he's about twenty one, twenty two, early, or just at twenty two. I think. Um. So there's another one who could easily be uh one. Oh, actually, I one one I didn't mention. I actually who I just want to step back slightly. Who I think needs to mention, obviously, who could see as a player of a tournament. And I think has to be one of the ones if they win it is Ingolo Kante has to oh, be yeah. up there. Like the chap literally has saved. Chelsea this season obviously with the performances he's put in and he seems obviously the way he he's very settled in with the likes of obviously Pogba um, who seems to perform more at obviously an international level because of obviously he's got the likes of Angolo Kante beside him and helps him obviously perform better um, and obviously some of the other players he has in the squad with him so that is one player I, I, I have to obviously mention as uh, for a player of the tournament, if if France performs so well, he'd be one of the standout, I think, for them for performing well because just how good he is. Obviously, we touched on it, obviously, um, in the last episode and obviously with the Champions League and obviously how he's performed in the league. He's just, especially when he's 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 around the, the 30 mark, you wouldn't think it like, especially he looks so young, but he's still so good. Yeah, well, look, he's had a fantastic season for um, for Chelsea, so um, I'd uh, fully expect him if if France have a have a big tournament, he'd be definitely one of the key players. And you you can't rule out someone like maybe even uh, Pogba. Pogba had a very good World Cup, hasn't had a bad season for United either. Um, he could very easily come to the fore um, and kind of showcase his, his ability and his talents as well. So that's so very so many players like we said Bruno Fernandes could have a big um could have a big tournament as well so look it's it's so wait wait until all our predictions go out the window and someone like Italy win it or or someone someone mad or maybe even England go and win it who knows but um it's going to be uh chances it's going to be very North Macedonia beat the odds and beat everyone <laughs> oh stop wouldn't it be it'd be like Greece. <laughs> Um, Greece 2004 yeah. all over again. Oh, it'd be mad. Um, definitely going to be one to see. Yeah, so obviously then uh, looking at obviously your dark horses um, in the tournament, um, you've got uh, probably one thing we can agree on is it's going to be Italy. Um, more than likely because obviously as we we saw in the, the predictions, we both predicted them to get to the semi-final and obviously just lose to, to France. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so get, obviously getting quite far. Um, 
I think they're obviously a very solid team. Italy always do. They they, they tend to, they really kind of, they're kind of, they always historically were kind of late bloomers into tournaments. They can have a slow start and kind of progressively get better match on match. But I I fully expect this team to be raring to go from the from the get go, um. So I'd expect them expect them to go far, um. And look, who knows? They might uh, they might go all the way themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think the last one then, um, that I touch on is obviously, um, one of the ones is the surprise package. Um, of the tournament, I think is the last one. So not necessarily the dark horses that have a chance, but obviously a team that will get very far. No one probably would expect kind of who can you see as, as the surprise package? Well, obviously similar to Italy, but like I said, I said Poland to get to, I think I said the, the quarterfinals there, didn't we? So that yeah. would be, uh, that would obviously be surprising. I think mine, yeah, yeah, go on. I think mine would probably be Denmark. I think Denmark might be the surprise package in there. I think they might do very well. Now, I could be completely wrong and they could have an absolutely woeful uh, yours, but I think just how good they've been pre, obviously, the Euros and obviously in the Nations League and how they've done against sides, I think they might be one of the surprise packages. And then, obviously, if they get Turkey in the in the the round of 16 that might be a big push to obviously push them and then meet germany and maybe cause an upset against germany i think they might be the one side that might be the the surprise package for the tournament interesting pick interesting pick okay it's not it's not a bad shout at all really i'm i'm, I'm like i said i'm lo- just really looking forward to it nice being able to just watch the games and kind of analyze them and sit back without necessarily being too uh involved um Regarding obviously not no Ireland there, so I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be I'll be cheering on Wales, but I don't think they'll be doing well this year. I'd lo- just love to see them get obviously into the round of sixteen at least, obviously, and if they lose, obviously one of the big names, I'd be happy with that. But um, other than that, I I I I'm actually looking forward to this. It's uh, it's the one time like with international football, it's a hit and miss. But when it comes to obviously the Euros and the World Cup. So one time fans will actually properly look forward to um, international football because they know it's going to be competitive. It's going to be enjoyable to watch. And I suppose with with how things are going now, um, it's going to be a very cramped se- season because you literally you'll have the Euros. Then obviously preseason will start for the teams. You know, we also have the Copa America coming up as well, which is going to be another another one that's going to be interesting to see what happens with those. Um, I still don't understand why it's been played in South America at this stage, especially with how, obviously, COVID is over there. But sure, um, it will be interesting. And I might cover that, obviously, later on um, in another episode. And we'll probably do a review of kind of our predictions um, for the Euros anyway, after kind of it finishes. Um, to see kind of how we we came up with our predictions and how we fared, obviously, to how it actually um, played out um, in the tournament. But I think that's probably the best place to finish. Obviously, we've covered a good amount in there. We've made our predictions. We've made some, obviously, predictions on kind of players for tournament and stuff like that. So it's definitely going to be enjoyable to watch, I think. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And like you said, we, we we hope it'll just be loads of attacking football, loads of goals, loads of drama, 
some some high profile maybe uh, either mistakes or um, upsets or whatever. So just gonna sit back, relax, and enjoy. Um, obviously, I'd be delighted um, from a betting perspective if uh, Portugal won it. But look, I couldn't care less in terms of who wins it. Um, obviously, it'd be nice. I, I don't think I could handle having to listen to, to it's coming home again if they if it did come home for for the English. Um, so I'd happily not see them win it, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's going to be um, definitely one. I think it is one of the things where not everyone's not, especially if you're living in in Ireland and you have UK channels uh, like on Sky and that. It's the one thing I think that everyone kind of hates um, looking at every year is, oh, football's coming home, it's coming home, and it's literally... Uh, all over social media i think it's the one thing everyone kind of despises when it comes to england and and tournaments but sure we'll see what happens and what plays out with them but uh thank you again Rui, for joining me for this episode great to have you on as always thanks kino enjoyed it yeah and uh definitely we'll have you on for uh future episodes and obviously when obviously the euros finish we'll have you back on again but uh thanks again um if you enjoyed uh, today's episode and would like to get involved in future episodes, just hit me up on uh, social media at What A Hit Sun Podcast. I'm happy to get you on, especially if it's any sport. Also, for any rugby fans out there, uh, for anyone who'd like to get involved in uh, our preview for the Lions Tour, just send me a message uh, at a with What A Hit Sun Podcast or at Littlemar10 on um, social media i'll be happy to include you um until then thank you for listening and subscribe for more